Hello and welcome to Falter Ego. Um, do I even need to say the episode number? I could. That's at a certain point, it won't matter, will it? Uh, I think it's episode thirty-eight for those of you who <laughs> keeping track. Um, apologies. Uh, it's been it's been a couple of weeks. I've missed um, missed some episodes. I got um, I've I've paused the billing so that you know I'm not charging people for putting out nothing. But um, because that's stealing, isn't it? <laughs> Can I have your money? Why? No reason. Uh, it's not very convincing. <laughs> no, it's, it's Patreon. It's Patreon. Uh, you give me your money there, and uh, I give you nothing in return. Yeah, it's still stealing. Doesn't matter that you've got the the illusion of being a creator uh, behind you. You're literally just uh, robbing from people. No, but I had. I've had. Um, had a nasty couple of months. I got a nasty bug, uh, like just a fluey thing that really knocked me out for like three weeks. I was just coughing and coughing. And normally I get over these things quite quickly. Um, and then I was I got better for like three days. <laughs> I had three really nice days. And um, then I got COVID for the first time. Um, again, not pleasant. Definitely I didn't get the... Um, Oh, I didn't, you know, I got a slightly, got a mild headache, but other, but other than that, I didn't notice. I didn't get that version of COVID, you know, where people say, oh, I didn't even know that, didn't even know I had it. You know, it wasn't even like a cold. Now I had, you know, sense of taste changed. Um, everything tasted of metal. Um, I had a migraine for four, four days, that just wouldn't budge. No matter what I threw at it, it was excruciating. It was a rolling, writhing in bed, not being able to sleep because of the headache, pain, uh, coughing up chunks of stuff, disgusting, uh, and brain fog. Like I lost, I, my IQ definitely dropped uh, a few points during that. I hope I've clawed those points back. Um, but anyway, that's... Uh, it's, Finally, I finally got it three, three and a half years in. That's been, I've been quite lucky in that respect. Um, definitely, I, I make, makes me realize the people who are sort of uh, wantonly, I guess kind of, I don't know, uh, performatively brazen about catching it are really, that's not smart. Like, you know, I don't care what your politics is. It's I want you to be safe and happy and healthy that's not smart. Like the people who are like, you know, I'm just going to bring it on. I've called it three times already. Fuck it. <laughs> Going out to parties, just like licking everything. Cause I don't give a shit. Go. It's not even a bug. It's not even like the flu. Fuck off. <laughs> bring it on. I got caught it six times already in three years. Like you're going to get Alzheimer's when you're 48. Okay, I having and I know this is only anecdotal, but having only had it once, and having experienced COVID on the on the internal side of my skin rather than the external side of my skin, which is the news. Like having experienced it behind the barrier of the the entity that is <laughs> Jazz Dwemlo, uh, and have experienced it firsthand. I know that it it's it is nasty. Like it does stuff to your brain. 
nothing that makes things taste like metal, nothing that alters your perception of reality should be something you want, you know, to catch lots of times. Yeah, I mean, it's rewiring my brain so that things taste different and uh, I can't actually think. Like my vocabulary, I couldn't access words, all right? That is not something, yeah, bring it on, fucking not even the fucking flu, fucking got it 200 times in a week. I can't remember my own name. And now, now everything smells like aluminium. But it's fine. It's nothing, guys. It's not nothing. I'm not saying live your life under a rock. Uh, but nor should the pendulum swing the other way to the point that you're performatively brazen about just not giving a shit how many times you catch it. You should care a little bit about how often you catch it. It's not a good uh, bug to catch. I am now aware of that. I, I assumed that was the case, having read stuff, people saying it's a neuropathological thing and a pulmonary one. Great, fucks your heart, your lungs and your brain. That's. I also had heart, fucking heart palpitations, that's right. That's right, I forgot, I forgot about that. Like weird things where I was like, <gasps> Like momentary, just like, sh am I going to die right now? Is this a heart attack? This bug is not to be fucked with. So anyway, I had that and so I've had an awful five to six weeks and now I'm alive again. I feel good. But um, I just, um, I nearly recorded a podcast, uh, you know, a fortnight ago and um, I just, it was one of those situations where I, A, I still felt sick but also it was one of those things where I had to stick to my principles of just like, I don't actually have anything worth saying. Uh, and so why would I put content out um, just for the sake of meeting a schedule? I, I mean, that's, that is ego, isn't it? It's like the people need to hear from, they don't need to, nobody needs to hear from you. <laughs> you know, announcement, you know, alert. Nobody needs to hear from you. You, your podcast is not essential. Um, <laughs> nobody, nobody, nobody really needs to hear from anyone. <laughs> like no, nobody's actually got anything uh, that's so great that's worth hearing. <laughs> it's just, uh, you know. Anyway, but um, yeah, I just I didn't have much to say, and I thought, well, why? I just won't say anything then. Better to broadcast silence than to just make constantly ensure the internet is brimming with noise um, that's of no value. But I did, I did want to reflect uh, on um, the voice to Parliament um, because I feel like there's an aspect of that. I think I think we can find a way to uh, talk about that that. Uh, touches on the sort of some of the themes of this podcast and and that is uh, it, it's it's it, it is ego it's this um it's this rush to prioritize one's particular point of view at the expense of fostering any sort of baseline level of so sort of some base level of uh, curiosity about the world, As, you know, just foregoing curiosity and foregoing uh, 
you know, the inquisitive nature with which we've been gifted uh, for the sake of just like hunkering down and calcifying um, your particular points of view for the sake of I don't know what. Like I don't know what you're scared of. I don't know what you think you're risking by entertaining opinions outside of your own. But um, what's what's got me slightly, um, yeah, just what what aggravates me beyond obviously the actual <laughs> implications of voting no and being a proud no person and all of the historical hateful baggage that goes with denying um indigenous australians a voice to parliament like th there's lots of things that, that there's a lot of pain that i i can't um I can't get inside of because I, you know, my lived experience is very different. Um, so I can't really speak to that. I, I, I can't say, well, you should vote yes because no is horrible uh, and it will negatively affect, you know, this proportion of um, the Australian population. Because um, even though it's true, I just can't really speak to that um, and how that must feel. Um, so I, I'm not going to, I don't want to get into why voting no is wrong uh, from that angle because it's not. It's, it's just something I can't really, I can't wear the experience of that to speak to it. So I, I guess what I, I, the only thing I can do and the only thing I can offer is is to step um, outside the immediate implications of of everything and the again the history and the baggage and the um the historical trauma that goes into this entire debate and just step back and all I, I can do I suppose is look at it sort of um from a logical standpoint and an ego standpoint um and just look at how humans are behaving and how ego makes them behave and and so for me so I, I, in in this podcast I'm going to be saying it what really annoys me is this and I don't want you to think that that's the only thing that annoys me, you know, like, yeah, well, the thing that's annoying us is, you know, the, the, the centuries of, of pain and, and, <laughs> and murder. So I'm, I'm not discounting that. It's just that I can't, uh, it possibly doesn't make sense for me to go there. Um, and it's possibly not my place. So the place that I can, while acknowledging that's all true, um, the only place that I can sort of speak to is is yes, the sort of um, well, let's get I'll, I'll, I'll get into it. That you know, we see the, the the footage and the clips of crowds of people at um, speaking events and you know uh, spoken uh, the no, the no campaign. Um, a sort of promotional, uh, what do you call it, campaign trail or whatever, and, and high. Um, uh, here we go. Here's the COVID fucking brain fog kicking in. Can't even just remember simple words. High profile people, politicians, or whoever you know, quasi celebrities, lending their 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 um, influence to the no campaign and going on these sort of campaign trail speaking events and stuff. And you see crowds of people cheering. If you don't know, 
I mean, that, that is a whole room of people essentially saying my uncertainty has given me the right to be adamant about something, which is just, I mean, the, the, the paradox or the in, in just, I mean, it's so profoundly illogical that it almost makes any sort of criticism of that particular standpoint or way of thinking impossible. I mean, it's, it's like, it's like a logic Teflon or like a really strong logic immune system where you try and criticize it and you just instantly you implode. But it is, it's, it's a room of people saying, we don't know, therefore we're certain. And it's, it, in in what situation normally do you say, I don't know what's going to happen about this. Um, that's why I'm, I definitely know that I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, it's weirdly, it's, it's it, weirdly, it's if you don't know, you actually know is what they're sort of, you know, it's an odd, uh, sort of intellectual dishonesty at play or something. I mean, it's just, because to me, if because there's no secret middle option, right? There's no, like, if you don't know, vote. I'm not sure yet. Can I have a little bit more time to read around until I do know? Right, that's, that's, that would be, I suppose, yeah, if you don't know, vote can i have some more time to find out but it's just <laughs> it's we don't we don't that the and the other problem is i i get the this sort of this is an intellectual sleight of hand of if you we we if we vote yes for this we don't know how it's going to play out so it's safer to vote no but a, a lot of the uncertainty around how they think, uh, the assumption of uncertainty, right? The assumption that, um, well, I mean, I mean, it's so vague, you know, if we vote yes, I mean, there's no telling what's going to happen. If you actually go and read some stuff, it's actually quite uh, easy to, it, it's actually... <laughs> You do know what's going to happen. You actually, you, you actually, if you fucking bothered, you actually would know what you're voting for. But because you've been sort of duped by uh, this, I mean, I, I mean, admittedly, whoever's behind the strategy of it has clearly done their homework on how to, you know, manipulate people. But um, if you, you've sort of been duped by this assumption that this is we're we're being corralled into voting for something that is oh, sort of opaque and mysterious and once the you know the yes vote is in there's no turning back and you've sort of opened pandora's box to um any number of unforeseen outcomes which so therefore the safest thing is to vote no not not that's not true. The this uncertainty that you're being sold, if you actually read how this would play out, um, 
doesn't it, it doesn't exist and the the this sort of um genie out of the you know let the genie out of the bottle thing is not true i mean ironically for a campaign that, that has lack of knowledge uh, as for so weirdly a badge of honor uh, ironically uh they don't know quite a lot about what's actually happening I mean, again, this is so, why it's so hard to even criticize it. It's like if you admit you don't know stuff, then how do you make not knowing stuff a weakness? <laughs> I don't know anything. Well, you see, the problem is you don't know anything. Yeah, I just said that. Oh, yeah, right. Shit. Shit it. But, you know, there's things like... Um, there's things like if if the voice to parliament is established well now now you know uh now first nations people are just going to be able to comment on on anything they're just going to have a like there's going to be a crack in the door and they're going to be able to you know in, in fact on one of the pamphlets um um what was it where did it say um like oh sorry i just need to find it now um Oh, sorry, I've, I've lost a bit of research. Sorry, no, but it's just that they'll they'll be able to comment on anything, from like parking tickets, the economy, submarines, anything. They'll just be able to comment on everything. And you know, things like infrastructure, health, education—they they would all be in. They'd all be within the scope of this this you know uh, change to the constitution. No, it's not true. Um, you know, there's there's no there's no obligation upon Parliament. This is a quote from Anne Twomey. There's no obligation upon Parliament or the executive government to respond to the representations from the voice or give effect to them. So, it, I mean, it really is in the clues in the title. It's the voice. It's a you know, we don't often consider this perspective or the lived experience of a particular group of people who have been and are largely not largely heavily affected by the decisions government makes which is which is often in the favor of not those people so having that voice there means at least within your decision making process previously where there has been silence and everyone okay with that? Yeah, everyone okay with that? Well, yeah, well, no votes of objection there. Uh, shall we build this highway through this sacred, <laughs> through this area of uh, cultural significance? Any objections, anyone? No, nobody's got any problems with that. All right, highway approved. At least before where there was silence, now there'll be, yeah, we've got a problem with that. Um, literally that that particular patch of, land connects me to you know x hundred years of um you know history with my ancestors or something just hearing it like christ you're only asking <laughs> yeah i think people get kind of scared by the fact that it involves words like constitution and voice to parliament so people think there's suddenly this big red button that you know aboriginal australians are allowed to press and it instantly gives them like god powers or something 
because now they're, now they're in the Constitution and now they're in Parliament or something. It's just these sort of distracting words. that, But it, ultimately it is about making representations to the government that the government, that Parliament has no obligation to listen to. So it's it's kind of, it's sort of, I mean, I, I almost wonder if, you know, if um, the Yes campaign is, I mean, if, if they, instead of calling it the voice to Parliament, they'd called it like the piss weak um, whisper to Parliament. And then, you know, all these conservatives would have been less, would be shitting their pants less. Um, so, you know, it's just, so it's just things like, you know, just actually not understanding what's going on. Yeah. And just an outright lies, you know, this one of the, in the, the no, uh, pamphlet, which wasn't fact checked by the Australian electoral commission. This is many indigenous Australians do not agree with this. Um, which of course is quite clever because I mean, how many is many? You know, I mean, studying psychology at the moment, you know, if you, when you're designing a research experiment, you have to be so careful about your terms and so specific. I mean, many could be 10. <laughs> in, what, what, in what context did you get many from, you know? And also, you know, in, in two polls, um, I think it's the two main polls that have been done over 80% supported. So again, it's just like, yeah, you, you could find a thousand people who think this is a terrible idea and that's and that's that's a lot of people i mean it's that's a lot of people to have over for dinner <laughs> how many people did you have for dinner many a thousand people came for uh, for coffee and coffee and nibbles <laughs> breakfast and a thousand people done shit that is insane so it is many people but it's not that's not it's not the same as you know, it's still 80 to 80 plus percent are in favor of it. Um, so anyway, the, so and, and another thing, so, you know, again, in, on the, on these pamphlets that have been handed out by the, and again, haven't been fact checked by the Australian electoral commission, but it said Australians should have details before the vote, not after. And it's like, but you're, no, you're misunderstanding again. Well done for having you, if you don't know, as part of your actual campaign, <laughs> making ignorance part of your, some sort of badge of honour, that the referendum is the vote to give the parliament the power to design the voice. Okay, so this, it's almost like a preliminary stage. It's not voting yes to a voice that has already been designed that we haven't seen. Okay. So it's, 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 <laughs> this is, it's just, it's, again, it's just silly. It's like the, it's, it's misinformation, right? You're, you're, you're getting people scared by saying, well, if you vote, yes. I mean, I haven't even seen this voice. I know because you're voting to design it for the right, you're voting to at least allow it off the starting blocks. That's all you're voting for. You're voting to allow it off the starting blocks to allow the discussion to start to take place so it can be designed. We can figure out how it's going to work. And at the end of the day, it can be changed or the government can fucking remove it again or, or neuter it or make it so, you know, in f future iterations can make it so, you know, diluted and, you know. 
Um, you're just voting to let it off the starting blocks. You're not voting yes to something that is already designed, ready to go, and it's been a big secret and you've not been allowed to see it. But but to bring this to bring this to back to sort of um ego and just this odd uh sort of um over-identification with ourselves and the ideas we already have and this odd, like, sacrosanct importance we give. I believe this, so I, I'm going to in, over-invest in that. It's like, it's, like we've all, it's like we've all put our chips on one number and now, like, that number just has to win, otherwise we're fucked. It's like, spread your bets. <laughs> you know, spread your ideological bets. I mean, just the attitude of like i don't know therefore i'm not going to investigate i mean i don't know and therefore it's incumbent on me to go and figure this out for myself like why are we all just expecting to be <laughs> spoon-fed an easy solution to a complex matter. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to pan out. Uh, uh, so I'm just, I'm not, I don't want to do any homework. I've got to go and watch maths. Like just, it. The, I mean, the other ironic thing is that, you know, a lot of these people who uh, want to vote no, who would, I, I guess, uh, identify as conservative or might identify as uh, centre-right or right-wing or something. But it, a lot of them, they, it seems to overlap with uh, patriotism or some odd sense of patriotism, right? Which, at its core, in its truest form, should be like a love of your country and a, a desire for your country to flourish, right? And yet, to these same people when an issue arises that is of tantamount, uh, uh, paramount importance to the country, right? For better or for, it doesn't matter if you think it's going to change it for better or for worse. Let, take that off the table for a second, but it's going to change your country quite substantially um, in a sort of, you know, the, uh, in the way that the country identifies with its past and reckons with that and what do we do moving forward? Do we just, you know, have our heads in this historical sand or do we actually open our eyes and start to appreciate that, you know, we share this country with another group of people who were here before us, you know, quite a big thing, right? So when somebody, when somebody asks you, hey, look, we think we need to discuss this massive uh, issue about the country. We want to pose a question about whether or not you want to tinker with the, the running of your country, right? If you're a patriot, surely your response should be, right, well, fuck, I've got to get this right. So I am going to find out fucking everything i'm going to be the most studious constitutional lawyer fucking nerd on earth because 
because I love my country so much, I don't want to get this wrong. Right? And so to, to occupy the, uh, the, the opposite energy to that, I don't know, that's enough. <laughs> this, well, you don't love your country then. When's your daughter's birthday? Don't know. Well, you don't love your fucking daughter, do you? <laughs> when did you? <laughs> it's our wedding anniversary this year. Oh, which which anniversary? Don't know. Well, then you don't fucking love her. <laughs> okay, if you're a patriot, you you if you're patriotic, if you love Australia, if you've got a Southern Cross fucking tattoo. You should be the most informed. You should know this back to front because it's your country, so you say, that it's going to affect. And so that love, love for your country, the desire for your country to always just be getting fucking better and better and better. Like that love should drive curiosity. It should foster as a default state, constant inquisitive glee at any of these sorts of con questions and referendums and stuff that are brought up, you know, don't know. So yeah, you don't know. And also the, the pamphlets you've been reading are wrong. So you not only don't, you know, but you don't know that the reason you don't know is the fact the pamphlets are designed to make, to tell you the wrong thing. So you act, you're actually unaware that you don't know for the wrong reasons. It's like a trifle. It's like fucking lasagna of ignorance. It's just built layers on top of each other. All right. So my my issue isn't well it is, but it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Right, that my issue with this is also just the treatment of a specific group of people, right? And that applies in any country that's got indigenous people or peoples, right? So my issue, I mean, is that, but it doesn't matter that it is that. If you go, if you not go above that, but if you go step outside of the actual, um, treatment of the human rights and human <laughs> like just the the intrinsic awfulness of what has happened over the past two centuries if you step outside of that and just look at this as a logic problem look at this as a an ego problem look at this as a lack of curiosity and look at this as like a uh just an, an erroneous thinking right You've, you've, you've misunderstood what the referendum is about, but then you've wiped your memory that you don't understand what this refer referendum is about and come out the other side of that thinking you know what this referendum is about, except you don't because you don't realise that you've been told the wrong thing. And then you come at that you come at this false representation of what the referendum is about and what the voice actually means with an adamant position. 
which you, you're just not allowed to have. I don't know. I mean, no, that sounds like patronizing or child, like I'm treating you like a child, but I'm, I'm afraid, yeah, you're not allowed to play with the fucking toys if you don't know how they work properly. You don't know what the voice is about. You don't know what the referendum, the implications of the referendum are. You've been told some lies and now you've bought into it. And you go, I don't know what's going to happen. You do. You actually, if you actually, and if you don't know, right, find out. Like when, since when in history has not, has not knowing something been an adequate platform from which to launch a position like to admit you haven't fucking bothered to find out and then <laughs> walk around posturing with that proudly as justification or as if that's somehow an adequate explanation of or some sort, some sort of like as if that's a license to then move on to the next step of, so therefore I know what my decision is. No, stop it. I was, um, I was chatting to um, Mark Humphreys about this the other day and he said something. I mean, again, this is, you know, you always have to look to, for the corollary of, it's always fun to look at the corollary of the meaning of sentences because that certainly reveals the truth, doesn't it? It was, if you, the, the implication of if you don't know, vote no, is that if you do know what the voice means, you would vote yes. So the only people who are going to vote no, in order to vote no, you have to be willingly uninformed, right? And the facts of this referendum and the facts of what the voice to parliament mean are so positive that if you actually bothered to find out what they are, you would realize it's a reasonable idea. So the <laughs> so the the actual sort of flip side to the coin of the no campaign is that the voice and the and the referendum are so reasonable that only people who don't know about it think it's bad. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? What well, I mean so but again the the intellectual sleight of hand is is in is in saying not that we don't know about this, but that we don't know what's going to happen after we voted yes. And it's this genie out of the bottle, Pandora's box, fear-mongering that um, they're playing to. But again, that's you would only think that if you haven't bothered, that you, you, if you haven't bothered to actually find out what it is. And again, this comes back, again, this comes back to ego and just being so calcified in your position it is is why why do you look at your lack of certainty and go well that's enough for me then there's no there's no expectation and no on on me here there's no responsibility for me here to go and find out it's just no i don't know who knows what could happen so i'm going to go with that because that's who I am. Like there's just, it's an odd, it's almost like a child being asked to do a chore and going, no. Like this happens with, you know, my, my daughter, less less so recently, but in the past, 
You ask her to do something she doesn't want to do or that seems tedious. And she, you know, she, and not not just she, this is all kids, but this kid, no, I don't want to tell him it's boring. No. Oh. Oh. And then, you know, starts dragging her feet, walking to her bedroom really slowly. Does it, tidies it up slightly badly so you have to intervene and do it yourself. This is this like heel dragging, heavy breathing. Oh, oh I don't want to know. I don't want to tidy my bedroom. There's just this, this like pained, pained creasing over. Like now this referendum is a little bit complicated. So you're going to have to try and understand it. Oh, oh, fucking hell. What? Research, like what, what people in laboratories do. Fuck, hell. Am I going to have to get out a Bunsen burner and a flask to figure out the answer to this reference? I'm going to have to read things and know, understand them Ah, you know, it's just that. It's this this, this sense of like that you've been grossly inconvenienced by being offered the privilege <laughs> of deciding the fate of your country. This this idea of being inconvenienced by being offered the privilege of having a say in how your country is. How often do you get a fucking say in anything? What, every four years you get to vote between two parties that both think coal is good? This is, you know, your chance to just uplift the plight, uplift the, um, what's the, the standing, uplift the dignity of people that don't, aren't going <laughs> to, if I vote yes, then they're going to say, uh, they all get a skeleton key to every white person's house. <laughs> and just, you know, I'll wake up in the morning and there'll be an indigenous Australian helping themselves with the fucking milk. It's like, what do you think's going to happen? And again, like I said, it hasn't been, des- it's, it's voting to then move to design the, what the voice looks like. So it's not, again, it's voting to let the conversation leave the starting blocks. It's not voting on something that's already been secretly carved into a stone tablet. And now, you you know, that's it. Oh, it's in stone. <laughs> Locky fringes, everyone. They're going to be able to change. Skeleton key for all of them. It's just, just, just ugh, fucking hell. You know? Um, and again, just, I mean, you can keep going into this pamphlet, um, finding fact checks and stuff. Risky. We all want to help Indigenous Australians in disadvantaged communities. However, this voice is not the answer and presents a real risk to our system of government. This voice specifically covers all areas of executive government. This means no issue is beyond its reach. Um, which isn't true. The voice will have no right of veto. And it's not binding on Parliament. So, again, you're just getting scared. So you've written a horror story, banged your head, forgotten that you wrote it, 
and then found it, read it, and thought it's true. <laughs> uh, you know, do you know what I mean? It's like you've you've tricked yourself into being scared of something that you've fabricated. Isn't that odd? I mean, it's, like, it's watching the No campaign. It's like watching the movie Memento, where you know, spoiler alert, he writes the message saying, kill what's-his-face, he's a bad guy. And then the rest of the film is him going, oh my God, this message to me says he's a bad guy. So like, yeah, you fucking wrote it, you nong. <laughs> yeah, you know, did you forget that you wrote that? And obviously, you know, it's not the no voting audience who've written these pamphlets, but it's the same, it's the same thing of like, you've, you've read something that's not true and then internalize that as real and now you're scared of it and now you're scared oh we don't know what's gonna happen fucking find out you know and then decide you know you've got a while well haven't we got like six weeks isn't it in october if you don't know don't bother don't bother to fight we've only got six weeks they can't possibly read up on this in that time Got too much, got to spend too much time managing my investment properties, negatively gearing, fucking. I mean, here's here's the other thing, and I'll probably finish on this: is that the the if only the fear that we have around Aboriginal Australians having the mildest say, if only the same fear of that could be directed to the, the very big say that corporations have at government. Corporations have lobbyists. There's the smoking lobby, the coal mining lobby, the gun fucking lobby, right? And then that's not something we got to vote on. We didn't get to vote on whether, you know, I'm sorry. So you're saying, <laughs> you're so, right. So um, you're saying that you want there to be a kind of person that comes from a company whose only motive is to make money, uh, and they're allowed to like go in the government building and chat to politicians and off and offer them campaign funding or whatever. Um, if they make some laws that benefit the company. Um, right, and do we get a referendum on, on whether this is allowed to happen? No, right. It's just going to happen, is it? Great. Fucking beautiful. You know, it's just like the fear we have of this, of the voice to parliament, if the fear of that could be directed to, if the same energy could be directed at the 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 very the say, I mean that's who has the real fucking voice to Parliament, is is Gina Reinhardt, <laughs> the coal mining magnate. You know carbon tax. Whoops! There goes Julia Gillard. Like just, you know, and fucking Rupert Murdoch, he gets a voice to Parliament. Right, the grip corporations have on the government lobbyists donations right they get a voice 
Can you can you imagine what would happen if I, Jazz Twemlo, paid someone to be a Jazz Twemlo lobbyist to try and like walk up to Anthony Albanese and go, right, um, in Jazz's street, there's this tree. Anyway, you've got to get rid of it. Here's, here's five, here's 50 bucks to your next campaign. He'd, he'd get, that lobbyist would get kicked out the building, right? I can't have a voice to parliament. I can't. All I get to do is vote every four years for a bunch of people who break their fucking promises. <laughs> You're worried about a non-binding voice to parliament with no veto power where the government can just go, well, thanks for telling us, but no. Like, that's what you're scared of? You're not scared of the fact that Gina Reinhart has puppet strings on the fucking Parliament House or has probably has a private phone number to Anthony Albanese. You know, she calls him and it's like that bat telephone in the in the Adam West series, of Batman series, where there's a red telephone. Oh, Gina's calling. You know, a direct line... <laughs> She's not just got a voice to parliament, she's got a she's got a private telephone to the Prime Minister himself, probably. Um, or they're on a fucking secret WhatsApp thread. Right? There are all these patriots who are worried about Oh, it's my country and I love it. I I as a white Australian, I would give voice to fucking Oh, it's just, you know, things aren't gonna be what they used to be. They're worried about ceding control, but you're absolutely totally comfortable with ceding it to some fucking foreign company that doesn't give a shit about Australia, just buying up whatever the fuck it wants and manipulating laws to benefit its profit margin uh, without you having a say at all. You don't give a shit about that, do you? No, no, no. Let's worry about the, the people who were here before us kindly asking. <laughs> do you mind if we just have like, you know, a basically a committee that occasionally goes, yeah, look, when you do this thing, that actually fucks with our shit. So do you think, is it, we're just suggesting you do something else and then the government still has the right to say no, sorry, it's still going ahead. Fucking ridiculous. So if you don't, if you don't know, go and fucking find out. You've got six weeks. <laughs> and don't use ignorance as a, badge of honour that somehow self-licenses certainty. I mean, your campaign literally has, has as part of its, like, wears on its sleeve something that in any other situation would implore you to go and find stuff out. I know nothing about this. <laughs> the end. No, no, no. What? You know nothing about this. So, dot, dot, dot. So I'm going to go and find out. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to exercise a base level of curiosity about this and go and find out about it. If you don't know, <laughs> you've got go try and know some more. Anyway, I'm going around in circles, but the... I guess the, 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 to, to summarize, it's just odd that the, the if you don't know or the no campaign just oddly prioritizes this sort of static, 
immobile, well, I know what I think and I'm not going to be changed on that and I'm not going to go and try and find out more information. This is odd, stubborn. Well, I've, I, I stood here and it's comfortable. I'm not going to move again. Otherwise, uh, you know, I might end up just, do you know what I mean? You're just stuck here and you're prioritizing your own comfort. Like at least your not knowing is in a weird way safe and you've identified that and you're like, I'm happy not knowing for some reason about this massively important thing that it affects the country that I pretend to love, uh, but I don't actually love it because I'm not willing to do any homework to make it better. Um, <laughs> I love it when the football's on. But when I'm asked to actually invest my own time in making decisions about the car, then I'm sorry, I don't actually love it. I'm not actually patriotic at all. Um, the comfort you're in and this, this, this again, that, this sort of childish, impetuous, um, I don't want to find out things vibe is just to make that the centerpiece of your campaign and your or your identity as as a voter on the, in this within this referendum i find that odd i i have no again regardless of my uh stance on the actual correctness of which way you should vote at least when you vote you should be voting with the correct information and with an attitude of openness and inquisitiveness. That's all I'm asking, right? If you if you go and research everything properly, by the way, not reading a fucking pamphlet that's wrong, if you go out and research this properly and still come to the same decision, at least at least you can say you've done everything you could to make the right choice. Okay? Uh, I might end up disagreeing with your choice, but at least you've done all the things required to say, I fucking gave it a red hot go, right? But if you don't, if you're just comfortable standing where you are and you hate the idea of homework or, and this goes for the yes campaign. I mean, you know, if you, if you're, if you're adamant that yes is the right answer, check anyway. Like, because that, again, it's incumbent on all of us, regardless of which side you're voting, to, to make sure that you are voting correctly. Like, imagine finding out in three years that you were duped or that it was a lie or that you were wrong or that actually, you know, wouldn't... That the same ego protection racket that your own mind is running for itself in making you hate the imposition upon yourself to go and find things out and learn and much prefers this sort of static comfort, right? The same ego protection record that's been run there, utilize that instead to fuel a preemptive strike against future you being shown up for being a fucking idiot because that also won't feel good as much as doing homework 
and finding out and engaging in, you know, maybe you've got ingrained sort of like, oh, you know, I hate acknowledgement of country. I hear that too much. It's all fucking hear it here, hear it there, bloody before every football game. Like if you've got some sort of odd um, little friction with just white Australia's connection and relationship and friction with indigenous Australians, even if it's their push against that and just, and, and just make, go and find out if this thing is the thing you fear it is. Cause if it's not, guess what? <laughs> the, there's no reason to be scared and you can vote. Yes. Like don't, don't be scared of something that's not true. You know I mean? When you go to bed at night, you don't, I imagine you don't draw uh, some sort of pentagram thing with feathers and chicken bones around it and, and a, <laughs> um, some uh, uh, fucking, what am I trying to say? Like fucking glow in the dark ink scattered everywhere to protect you from the seven penis goblin that lives under your bed, right? I'm guessing you don't do that because that's ridiculous and you don't need to be scared of something that's not real, right? Most of us aren't scared of things that aren't real, okay? Most, because that's a, you know, that's a phobia when it's an irrational, you know? Where most of us aren't scared of things that don't exist, okay? I'm not scared of Santa Claus's um I'm not I'm not scared of Santa Claus's secret underground sex dungeon okay because it's, it's not there I'm not scared of it I'm not scared of ever being trapped by Santa and being taken down there because both Santa and the dungeon don't exist so that's not something I need to be scared of similarly don't be scared of something that's not that's a falsehood because it's that you're you're you are as ridiculous as someone who draws the pentagram on the floor to protect them against the seven penis goblin under their bed it's like be scared of real things but to know it's real you have to find out so you can't say if you don't know you have to know because then you can vote all right if you can't if you don't know, genuinely, don't vote and cop a fine if it's mandatory. I don't know what happens in Australia if you don't vote in a referendum. But I would rather, you, you, maybe you just have to pay the fucking money and be punished for not bothering to find out the truth. Okay. So again, don't, 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 don't make ignorance the core, some sort of cornerstone of decisiveness. That's, that's, that's how ignorance. That's the opposite of how ignorance works. Only people who know things should make decisions, not people who don't know things, right? When you're trying to... When you're trying to delegate responsibility in a workplace, who do you... And delegate it to the person who knows the least. Right, I need... Who's, who's comfortable making some decisions about... Um, you know, where we invest the company's, uh, company's profits. Is it in fire safety? Do we upgrade the building? Is it better ergonomic desks? Like who knows? I don't know. 
you're my guy. If you don't know, you make the decisions. Like normally not knowing stuff is not the first step in a series of great decisions, <laughs> from generally speaking. All right? So if you don't know, again, don't, don't, don't vote because you're scared. Oh, I don't know what's going to happen. Genie's going to be out of the bottle. Oh, they'll be able to have a say on everything. None of that's true. So you are literally drawing a pentagram on your floor to protect you from a seven penis goblin. You're actually reacting to something that's not true. Okay. So go and find out, go and research, really get to know this. Because again, to me, it's like, it's an opportunity. It's a privilege to be asked, you know, how do you, how do you want your country to move forward in the 21st century? It's a privilege. doesn't, just because it's a privilege doesn't mean you have to vote yes. You could go out and find out everything and really know, know this back to front and still and, and still come to the conclusion, all right, I really do actually know my shit now. I really do know. And I've summed it, you know, I've, I've weighed it all up and no is actually definitely the correct answer. If you, if you come to that having really read the best sources, you know, expert opinions and, and a variety of sources, not just, you know, here's a WordPress blog run by a former... News Corp columnist, you know, like if you've read everything, constitutional scholars, fucking everything, um, and actually look at what the voice actually entails, um, if you know it all back to front and still think no, then at least I, I, this whole rant doesn't apply to you anymore. I still disagree with your decision, but at least you've put the fucking work in. But if you put no work into it and you're being conned by an apparition of what people want you to think the voice is when it's not that, then I'm just, you're just seven penis goblin weirdo. And you're scared of, you know, you, you, oh, better lock the doors in case Santa takes me to a sex dungeon. Okay. There's, you're scared of two things there that aren't real. Okay. So don't, don't let ego and comfort and a desire to just sort of be static in your beliefs and, and, and think that you've somehow come to the right decision miraculously having done no work at all. I mean, that's, that's ego at work. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I know my, I know my shit. Pretty sure I'm right about this. Um, chances are you're not, if you've not, if you haven't read about it, you're probably not right about it. There's odd entitlement to be, to being correct, which again has been, flamed and exacerbated and, and magnified by um, social media over the past 15 years. Everyone just, no, no, I fucking know my shit. Yeah, yeah, I read a fucking, clicked a couple of links that someone I follow on who's got a big podcast recommended, yeah, Joe Rogan, yeah, I clicked the links and now I'm an expert. Everyone thinks you're not. No one's, just don't think you know. Which ironically, again, is in your, is in the, campaign slogan except you're using that as proof to stay exactly where you are and do nothing rather than go and do homework um so donor ego and comfort and this desire to believe that somehow you've stumbled on the right yeah i'm right i can't I'm, I'm infallible i can't possibly be wrong you know this fear that you might be about to make a massive colossal fucking mistake no no you know <laughs> Make you, the, the fear that we're going to be wrong makes us over-identify with the possibility that we're, we, we're right. We got it right first time. 
okay? Uh, so don't let any of that fear, ego, any of that stuff get at you. Be humble and go and open and go, this is a privilege. I'm being asked to weigh in on something pretty big here. Admittedly, not my jam. Okay, I'm a white Australian guy and them, them indigenous folks just, you know, why am I giving my time over to them? We share the country and they live here and, you know, just <laughs> be humble and open. Go and read all the stuff and you're still welcome to come back at the end of that and still want to vote no, but at least you're no longer a fuckwit. Okay, you're wrong, <laughs> I think, to vote no, but you're not a you're not wrong and a fuckwit. Okay. So be open and be humble. And again, this goes for people voting yes as well. If you've just gone, oh, I'm gonna vote yes, you know, automatically. So well, you know, let let's all just know what the fuck this thing is. Let's all just be humble and egoless and um and just, yeah, humble in, in the face of this big question that's an honor to be a part of. It's not a burden. Be humble in the face of it. Let's go and just research, make sure we're reading the good, high-quality sources Just and absorb the information. Ditch your identity of, well, I'm a conservative voter, so I have to vote. You, know, you don't have to vote in anything. Ditch your identity, okay? You you're not you can't be buried when you get when you die. You're not buried in a coffin with ideas, okay? The, the, you're, so there's no you can't take any of this with you. So don't identify as a conservative or left wing or whatever. Doesn't matter. You're going to die and turn into worm food. And when the worm's eating you, they're not going to go. Mm, that tastes a bit like uh, someone who voted for um, Tony Abbott. Like they're not worms won't care. All right. You, so don't don't. Don't over-identify with your ideas when going into this. Well, as a conservative, I should be looking for all the arguments for the no case. No, you shouldn't. You should be looking at the case in its entirety. Be humble in the face of it. Don't go into it with an identity. Don't go into it over-attached to I'm a conservative or I'm a left-wing, whatever. Go into it with I am a brain and I want to fucking learn about this so that when I go to vote in the referendum... I am voting as the best informed version of myself rather than someone reacting to a, a mirage of an apparition, of an illusion, of a hologram of fear, like layer upon layer upon layer of wisps of nothing, okay? And again, that goes for both sides, you know, just be humble and open in the face of this because we're being asked something that's important. Our ego is just has, has no place in this. Okay, humility and truth. Um, and that's all I have to say. I say that's all I have to say an hour later. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If, uh, if you want to support the podcast on Patreon, you can. I think it's patreon.com slash jazz twemlo, or you can just search get AI to find it for you. Where's Jazz Twemler's Patreon thing? It'll find it for you. Um, that's the test. If you can't find my Patreon, you're not allowed to vote in the referendum because clearly your research skills are shit. Um, that's the test. If if my if my Patreon subscriptions go up, uh, I know Australia is in good hands because there are people out there who can do their research and find my Patreon page. Um, 
Although you might find it and decide not to subscribe. So that's uh, a weakness in my argument. Anyway, uh, yes, patreon.com slash justswemlo. And if you enjoyed the podcast, you don't have to subscribe to it. You could just uh, tell people you heard something that was well articulated and interesting and funny and share it around. I would very much appreciate that uh, also. All right, well, thank you for listening. Um, Do your research. If you don't know, go and find out. Uh, Humility and truth. Thank you. Goodbye.